Ciao. We're coming to you right after Inter Pound Bologna 6-1. to one. Uh, now, for Joe, our special guest, he and I are Interisti, so that was that was thoroughly entertaining, especially coming off of just an awful, awful performance against Juventus. I know for Jerry, Jerry, did you fall asleep during that match? Because it wasn't exactly exciting for a neutral. Sucked. It was terrible. Terrible. Um, I don't know. I, I just couldn't get into the game. I, I just thought there was no, no rhythm to it. Bologna gets that first goal, which I thought was pretty fortunate. And very fair. I think they were very fortunate. And I, I, I completely can't remember how they scored. I just. Well, it was a deflection. It was like a shot outside the box. And then Onana had no chance because. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Their deflection. And then it's funny because when you really think about it, it was a tale of two goals that really involved a lot of luck. But on Jekyll's side was was skill too, right? And you see the deflection as well with Dumfries' cross, and it, his cross needs a deflection in order to get to a player, because you guys know how bad he is to get balls into the box. But like, but um, if you really look at it, Jekyll's left all alone. No one's on him in that box, like the space he has, I think because it throws all the players off that if it doesn't take a deflection, I don't think right. he's in that situation to, to make a shot like that with the amount of time and space. So, but again, I'm not going to take away how he finished the map. Uh, sorry, how you finished the shot because um, you need skill as well with luck. And he, 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 he did what he had to at the end of the day. That, that, that's, that was the game changer. Um, you know, actually, no, I don't think that was the game changer. I thought that at 1-1 it was fine. I think it was um, Gary Medell who changed the game around and, and kind of gave a lift to to Inter. And it's funny because this was the same thing that happened in the, in the season opener for Lazio when they faced uh, Bologna as well. And Gary Medell got into the, into the face of Sergei Milinkovic-Savic and kind of started stirring shit up and it caught kind of got the team going and i think that medella is known to be a, a very he he loses his mind so you know what at the end of the day it was a, it was a dominant performance from inter and, and they capitalized on their mistakes so yeah it was it was almost too dominant and, and before we get into that let, let me introduce uh, our guest joe from shy town from the windy city he's an interista so you know i know and you know Jer jerry used to be a fake interista he's no longer no longer accused of being that but i figure let me surround myself with good company joe how are you and, and how did you become an inter fan i'm great alex um i became an inter fan at, when the team was at their worst so uh, in the 2012-13 season, banter era. Um, wow. Yeah, deep in the beginning of the banter era. So the worst of the banter era. So yeah, that's when I became a fan, and it's it's just I've been here ever since. I love the team. I have so much fun watching the matches, and yeah, it's been great. You know, does a part of you? Um, this is what I'm talking about when I say too dominant. At the same time, if you give me a stress-free intergame, they're not usually that way. Like I didn't have any heart palpitations. I'm not popping medication, which is nice today. Um, but at the same time, like preparing for Atalanta in the next match day, it's like 
Inter only really had to play for like 50 minutes in this one. I mean, it would, I guess it's nice to be able to make some subs, preserve some legs. So it may be a good thing, but also like you, you almost want to be tested a little bit more when you go into one of, you know, the, the tougher squads you're going to have to play this year. Oh, definitely. I thought we were going to be tested more. Yeah, um, me too. I really like this Bologna side, actually. Uh, I think they have a lot of good young talent. I like, I like Malta as a coach. I was surprised to see them give up. And maybe it's something that Jerry said, you know, when Medell, <laughs> the pit bull that he is, um, riles them up. And from there, just they just looked totally disinterested today. It was very interesting to see. You know, and, and Jerry, um, you know, I know, uh, you know, you mentioned that it was like a fortunate cross that found Jekko just because, and yeah, it obviously it wouldn't have just like gone perfectly for that volley if had it not been a deflection. And like you said, if it hadn't been a, a deflection, Dumfries probably would have put it into the fifth row and not anywhere near Jekko. But the finish was world-class by Jekko. Uh, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's unfair to compare the situations comparing it to Zidane, but, you know, one is a Champions League final and the other is like match day 14, whatever it is against Bologna. So it's apples to oranges, but a superb finish. And and Jerry, also uh, for me, and I, Anthony already said this in the chat, and I wholeheartedly agree, Di Marco uh, was my man of the match. Like he was very lively, very dangerous on the left side, uh, scored two goals. Uh, the free kick w- was brilliant, right? You never know from, and it was about as close to a penalty kick as it can be from a free kick, but you don't know. Is he going to try to go over the wall? He kept that one low, you know, was able to find the corner without having to deflect or ricochet off anybody. Uh, he gets a goal in the second half as well. Like Di Marco was absolutely out- outstanding. And it's like, Robin Gosens just doesn't have a chance. Like, he, even if he is fit again, it's like you can't bench this guy, Jerry. I'm just looking at the lineup, actually. It's funny. Of all players that you got, Gallardini, who got subbed on. And guess who didn't get subbed on? Joaquin Correa. Like, even in garbage time now, he's not getting called upon, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe Nzagi maybe is coming to his senses that this guy's one big useless waste of space but um you, and, and i saw a tweet by you joe on twitter just now that and i and i, I want to give a shout out but i agree with you that demarco can play the offensive side his offensive game is bar none probably up there in in city i want to say top five because i'm pretty sure there's much better players than him but right he's up there he, he he's progressing he's progressing um, his defensive game is so bad. You are right yeah. about that. It is really well, he bad. Doesn't, and... It doesn't help that he's the size of a hobbit, right? It's like it, it's hard to defend when you're five foot nothing. But, yeah, but that's where you have to learn how to be positioned and you have to be tactically smart. You, you, it's like it's like we say this in hockey. There's, there's, there's skill and there's hockey smarts. And sometimes a, a smaller player needs to be – taught how to be smart when he doesn't have the size when he doesn't have the length he doesn't have you got to learn how to position yourself and, and i think that demarco tries to do too much at times and he's trying to go far up far back far up far back and he and he just needs to like kind of maybe take it a step back and just be focused on the task at hand and, and not try to do more than what he can do um I thought that Joe brought up a good point about that on Twitter. Like, yeah, that's that. If he can fix up his defensive game, I think that he can be a very. Uh, what, what, what is he on your team? Is he a wing back? Like, yeah, wing is back. That, yeah, yeah. 
I always think that he plays so many positions that I sometimes don't even know. Well, yeah, because, is, because right? so, so, sometimes he's been deputized to play left center back, which is he gets exposed. Like he, you know, wing back is so much height. better for him. Yeah. See, like I, I sometimes don't know what his position is. Like that's why I didn't want to say he's something when he's really not. And then and it's like, well, you're wrong. But um I think the biggest aspect in this game was Brozovic coming on in the second half. Um, I think that was smart because he hasn't played a lot. And those are just – those are minutes of just trying to get him back into game shape. He has missed a lot of time. I know people are going to say, well, you don't want to put him in that position because he hasn't played. He's just coming back from an injury. You want to prevent an injury. You can't think like that. These guys need to – to get back into the rhythm and he's missed a lot of time and i think that was smart to bring him on at least yeah. even if it's 20 minutes and and he also like he, he he wants to put on put his best foot forward before the world cup because even though even though my Azzurri are not in it uh croatia croatia are so he's he's trying to get he's trying to get back to to match fitness for that you know, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, if, if you go by, uh, this is not the end-all be-all by any stretch because I disagree with these all the time, but if you go by the who scored ratings, they they consider Jekko to uh, be the man of the match at a 9.2. Uh, DiMarco second best on Inter with an 8.7. I, I thought I thought it was DiMarco for me. What, what did you think, Joe, and maybe anyone else you want to nominate? Uh, you know, who, who was uh, your man of the match tonight for Inter? Um, DiMarco, certainly. Yeah. Um, I thought when Gosens, I tweeted this a lot, but I think when Gosens come, came on today, he made an impact. Um, I still think he's gone, unfortunately, yeah. in January. And that's, un, that's really unfortunate because that was an investment for the club. Um, but he looked good when he came on today. He looked interested today, as opposed to against Juventus, where – it was rough. It was really rough to watch him. He just didn't look good at all. He didn't look. He didn't look like his head was there. He looked like he wanted to move. So I think he he impressed me today. I like the shout out that Jared gave to Brozovic because he needed minutes, um, and I hope he can start against Atalanta. And you know, speaking of speaking of Gosens, uh, Jerry, you know when he scored uh, that goal today getting on the end of that cross like sliding the way it just it reminded me of like 90 percent of the goals that he scored for Atalanta because he's just like he's so dangerous when you can go wing back to wing back uh to to Gosens how many goals he scored at Atalanta like that so it it was it was almost a weird feeling Jerry because I I agree with Joe I I think he's probably going to get sold sooner rather than later he's going to move on with his career because he just hasn't worked at Inter but it's like when he scored that goal today I'm thinking that that's exactly why they brought him here in the first place a year ago or 14 12 10 months ago whatever it was to score goals like that you think it's too quick to give up on on Gosens though because like he hasn't played regularly there hasn't been enough of a sample size to say that it has or has not worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I think the club agrees with you, Jerry, but I don't think he wants to stay. Is that what? It, is, is it because he's not playing as a starter right now? Yeah. Like who's playing ahead of him? I don't watch. I haven't watched Marco. a lot of it. Yeah. Marco. Oh, yeah. and, and rightfully so because it's like he's unbenchable right now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I it's a weird and like isn't it a weird thing because. You know, Gosens is the better player, but DiMarco is in far better form. And, like, he might be a better fit for Inter. But then to what Jerry's saying, Gosens hasn't played enough to really say that for sure. But but it's like, but DiMarco is, like, unbenchable right now. 
this is where I'm gonna say it. I sometimes I know people are gonna chew me out, and I and I I look at it as a bad mistake by Gosens to go to Inter. Um, I understand that people are gonna say, well, how is it a bad mistake? He's going to Inter. They're ambitious. They 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 got Champions League and blah blah blah. You got all that, but it doesn't matter if you have Champions League if you're sitting on a bench. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're not playing, you're not a starter, and then you want to try to make the World Cup. You you have aspirations as well for yourself as an individual who wants to play. So when you're going to enter, you're thinking that you're going to be that guy. Or at least come off the bench, not 10 minutes left in the game, maybe a lot earlier so you can try to make, it, make an impact in a game with 30 minutes left, say, or 40 minutes. Like... I, I I just see that sometimes change is not always beneficial to a player. Um, if you're suited to a system and it's working for you, it may not work out the same way that it did in your previous club. I, and, I'll, and I'll always hold this to my grave. Chiro Immobile had ever leave – if he ever left Lazio – even earlier than now, I don't think he would be as good as he is now. I'm telling you, I, I always use this as a comparison because people say that it, he, he's a flop in Dortmund. He's a flop in Sevilla. I don't think he was a flop. It's, it's sometimes the system just doesn't work for a player or there's other players ahead of him or whatever it may be. And he goes to Lazio and it's working. And I think Gosens was working really well with Atalanta and Gasparini molded him into a certain player like Inzaghi molded Immobile. And now you're going to enter, and he had an injury too, so that didn't help him. Yeah. But 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 who's to say maybe Atalanta's training facility and how they get their players back up and going and all that may have been more beneficial compared to Inter's training facility and and losing uh was it Pipinto was it is Pintus. it Pinto? Pintus, Pintus yeah who was really good at at, at keeping his players in in form. Every, everybody except Sensi. Sensi was unfixable, but everyone else, Pintus did wonders with. That poor guy. So, I, I just – at the end of the day, and here's another thing now. You sell Gosens. You're not going to get even a quarter of what you invested in him for now yeah. because because you're, you're you're selling a player on, on, on its low. Like, so – and I know this is a is a cultural podcast, and I'm always going back to the Oilers podcast because it always intertwines. And the talk about Edmonton is like always trading Yamamoto right now, Poyarvi, and they're being dog shit for their team. You don't trade a player when he's dog shit though at his lowest because you're not going to get even a quarter back of your yeah. investment. You have to like if you want to sell Gosens, and that's what's going to happen in January. He should have been playing. He should have been trying to raise his value to. So what? What are you going to get for him now? Like that's that's what I understand. Like he's not he's not worth anything. He's not maybe, worth maybe, maybe maybe loan him for now and that's, then uh, that's yeah you have, you have to, to. yeah that, that's they're what saying you do. they're asking 15, 17 million, but yeah. I'm, I'd be shocked if they get that. For I'd be what shocked though? As well. What what is he produced for fifteen million though? That that's what you gotta just, ask yeah. yourself. It's, it's like, just based on potential. It's based on like you know, oh, like per prove to us, show us the medicals that he's fully fit and everything, and that you know, his his agent has to. Although although the agent just wants to get him moved, the agent doesn't care what he gets sold for. The agent just wants to get him moved. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, J- Jerry, I do want to pick your brain though because one of the uh, one of the games that I I did not have a chance to watch over the weekend. 
was uh, the old Rome Derby. And I was I, I was pleasantly surprised because I, I wanted Lazio to win. Uh, I thought I thought Roma was going to take that match. I was pleasantly surprised to see that Lazio pulled it out. Uh, give me your big takeaways from that. I think that Roma is such an overrated team. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they, they drew, Very, by the way, 1-1 yeah. with Sassuolo today. I didn't watch. I, I'm telling you right now, now that, now that the podcast is back, I'll be watching Inter games again. I stopped watching. I'll get to that later, but. I stopped watching a lot of games for personal reasons, just for myself. Yeah, I, I just, I've been just following Lazio, really, and the odd game. But what I saw it was a Roma team that shit, shit, and beyond shit. Tammy Abraham, yeah, sure, he scored today. That's, that's all nice and dandy. Overrated. Yeah. You know why? He had a good season last year, and I think he had a lot of luck on his side. But um, I don't think he's a good player. Um, mediocre at best. Like the team's just an average team. I think losing Dybala was such a big loss for them because he was the only guy who was able to create anything in the midfield. Like I'm not going to rip on Pellegrini because I think he's world-class. I think he's a first-class player Uh, on and off the pitch. He, he shows class. So I think he's, he's good and probably should be on a better team to do more aspirations and whatever you want to call it there. But like as for Lazio, you know what? They play Mourinho ball. You got the lead, park yeah. the bus, and, and and you play you you play to your your opponent's strength, and that's what and that's what Sorry did. He he didn't he didn't overcomplicate it. I I don't think that you don't have to get the second goal because you don't have the offensive power to do it. You don't have Cheeto and you don't have Savage. Um, sure you have Alberto, but he's so limited by himself, right? So. I thought it was a great defensive performance where it's very rare you see Lazio do a low block and kind of show defensive structure. Normally they break down. I thought this was a really composed team where Casale and Romagnoli really, really stood up to the task. Um, I think Romagnoli and Casale have been great investments. You know what? I I would take that over maybe a backup striker in Mobley because I know people are going to sing I'm crazy, but the, the defense has always been the issue for this team. So, so if you have the area that you need to strength, that's, that's the priority. Yeah. You, you need a backup striker, but defense is so hard to find. Like look at Inter. Inter's had the best defense for like the best back line for like how many seasons? So several. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. And Joe, did you watch the game? I did. I what was did very think? impressed with Lazio. Very impressed with Lazio. I couldn't. I, I couldn't stop raving about them on Twitter because it's just like they look so good. Um, the defense was rock solid. The Casale, like you said, the Casale Romagnoli pair is amazing. Amazing. I really liked what I saw. Um, it's the best Lazio defense I think I've ever seen. Possibly. Um, it's the most complete, certainly. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really wouldn't. I'll give a shout out to a player, Matteo Cancellieri. I really like the kid. I really do. I wish he was on Inter, but <laughs> I really like the kid. I really do. He, he has a lot to learn. I think mm-hmm. he has skill, but he just needs more maturity in his game. When to know when to make that pass, when to drop back, when to go in. Um, that comes with time. You know who I like more than him? I like Luca Romero way more. 
I I'm a, I'm I'm bullish on Luca Romero. No, I, you, you you have been you have been since they signed him. I, love I remember him. I remember the way you talk about him. Wrote a piece about him. They called him the next the next Messi. I never like a player being named the next yeah. Messi. I don't yeah. like it. They they, they uh, do that for clicks, right? Because everyone's going to click on the article if it's like, oh, here's the next Messi or the next Cristiano and whoever. Who's that Milan player that was like the next Messi, Mastor or something like that? He never turned out to be. Anything. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't like the next Messi, but you know what? It looks like Luca Romero doesn't have that in his head, and like his hustle and his determination and his he just needs more size. That's his only downfall. He needs size because you saw that Mancini just like I'm sorry, Chris Smalling just bulldozes him down to the ground. But like, if he can just grow, but a 17 year old, tell me a 17 year old who who who's so big and dominant that like can take down players. I don't know yeah, how many 17 year olds like. So I mean. Dude, when when I was seventeen, I could barely tie my shoes when I was seventeen years old. It's ridiculous. But um, but I wanted to actually. You know what's funny about today's game with Bologna is that they had won like three in a row. I saw they had, yeah, and and they only had last one and last five or six, and like, and in Napoli was like the three two loss they had, and, and and so looking at their previous results, I didn't, I didn't know how good they they've been informed before this game, and like. To, to throw a stinker like that today. And the announcer said it perfect. You still got to play for pride. Even if you're down 5-1, you still got to finish the game and, and show some – what do you want to call it? Some – is it some respect? Grita. Yeah, grita. just – yeah, like just, just some respect to the team that you play for. Like you still hold the logo. Like, like you still want to try to give some fight, man. Like it was just a walk in the park, man, for – for Inter, but yeah, I didn't know that the form was so good for Bologna. But um, yeah, that that was there were two things that worried me coming in from an Inter point of view, and one was Bologna being in pretty good form lately, and then the other is just weird things happen when Inter play Bologna. I mean, it's been it's like we, Inter will always either beat them six one or they'll lose to them in comically hilarious fashion, like uh, you know the the howler from uh, the former goalkeeper whose name will not be spoken of last year. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, but, uh, Joe, you know, it's it's great meeting you and having you on the show. Let oh, people know. Hold on. I got yeah. one last thing. And sure, the sure. best news for Lachi this week is that Chiro Immobile is expected to start on the bench tomorrow and has a recover Beautiful. from an injury, apparently. Um, that's Who do you guys have latest, tomorrow? Uh, Monza. No, there's oh, no easy right. match. There's no easy match in no. City. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, but, unless, um, unless it's Bologna today, then that's an easy match. Yeah, I, I guess. But like, yeah, I, I think that's huge. If starting on the bench, um, I I don't even care about tomorrow's match. It's more for Sunday against Juventus. That's a big yeah. one because we we didn't have him last year in both games, and he was out. And this, he, he they need him against Juve. So is that in Rome? No, that's in uh, that's in Juventus in Turin. So okay. it doesn't really matter. I, I, actually, I can't. I, I want to see a stat about Lazio for that game, but I can't because I'll, I'll mush them. So I just can't see it. So I'll have to uh, say it after the game if it stays intact. So, but yeah, go ahead, Joe. Pull your plugs, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Where, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm. At, <clears throat> I'm at um, Average Joe, capital A, then Average Joe. On Twitter, underscore seventeen. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna type it in here so people can see it. Average Joe, is it underscore seventeen? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. This way people can uh, this way people can add you instantly. 
Let's see. Here we go. Is that it? Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. And Jerry, you can find him. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, you see the handle at jmancini8. You can follow me at Alex Donno. And listen, Jerry, it's 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 great to be back in the swing of things. Um, I, I love it. So we'll, we'll we'll have to talk again after the next round of matches. And Joe, we will not be strangers. We're going to be just like flooding your inbox with requests, like when you least expect it. So thank you so much for yes. taking some time. My just, pleasure. Just a quick message. Yeah, the reason why I I said I wasn't going to do podcasts anymore, and I wasn't at the time very reactionary, and just because of so much going on, my father might need surgery on his on his brain because he has a small blood clot and my dad told me on sunday that they might have to put a hole in to take the blood out mm. and then i found out last week that i have a fatty liver so i need to find out and do more testing and then i found my father has a fatty liver on sunday and like could it be like hereditary then i don't know i don't know what 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 that leads to to be honest i'm not a doctor mm. um I broke my tooth eating a prosciutto sandwich like two weeks ago. Like it, it it's How Italian just, of you. And then I was just really hectic at work. And it was just one thing after another and trying to look for a house. And that hasn't been easy. And yeah, so it was like a lot of family matters. And it just came to the point where, and I wasn't watching football as much. And I was kind of losing interest because of so many things went on. But I want to say thank you to everyone who, has shown support and kind of been very nice on Twitter or offline or whatever it may be, friends, family, whatever it is. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I'm just happy to be able to do this again. So thank well, you. God bless you. And, and, and to your Absolutely. father, speedy recovery. I hope everything goes well. And, and thanks everyone for taking time to listen and to watch. We will talk to you again next time on another episode of the Couch of Connection podcast. Ciao.